0: is probably for it and half against, maybe, you know, maybe not exactly 50-50, but if you've never heard this word, you will soon, especially at the age that you guys are, um, and it's transgenderism. Have y'all heard about transgenderism? Okay, so it's, de- let me start off by defining it, because it's not the same as homosexuality, They tend to go hand-in-hand, but they are not the exact same. Transgender is defined as denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender does not correspond with their birth sex. So, did y'all understand that? Is there anyone who didn't understand that? Okay, thank you. So, what our society wants to tell you is that there is a difference between your sex and your gender. Your sex is determined at birth based on your physical attributes. And as you get older, society wants to tell you that your gender is fluid and that it is defined based on how you feel on the inside. Um, Just kind of right off the bat, that kind of strikes a chord with Christians. And it's like, hold up, wait a minute. We know what Genesis 1 says, right? Who did God create? Man and woman, Adam and Eve. God created them. And it was not, there was no wide spectrum of genders that they could choose from. They were man and they were woman. Because that's how God created them. And throughout the Bible, you had man and you had woman. There was no in between. So... What's kind of shocking is that fifty-six percent, percent of those age thirteen to twenty, which again is y'all's age bracket, know someone who uses gender-neutral pronouns. Have y'all heard of that? They refer they refer to themselves as they or them. I've never heard it, but they they refer to themselves as they or them, which. If anyone has had English class for any amount of years, you know that that is used to describe a group of people, correct? Two or more. Yeah. Two or more. So, they want to have this label on them that obviously does not does not match. But I got to thinking about this topic whenever I I, cho- I did choose this topic and um, I'll explain why later, but I got to just thinking about where in the world could this er- have originated from, and, you know, did they have people who felt like this in the Bible time, and I, I would tend to think so. Um, there was a lot, homosexuality is mentioned in the Bible, transgenderism is not necessarily mentioned in the Bible, but there's this word called effeminate. Has anyone heard that in the Bible? We we tend to talk about that a lot. Now, effeminate, um, I looked up the definition. It looks like I didn't write it down. But it's basically, it's usually used to describe a man who has woman tendencies. And this word is used in the Bible in a negative connotation because the Bible says that it is sin to be effeminate. Now, that usually we give that title to men. And we th- we say, men, you should not be effeminate. But it doesn't necessarily, by definition, apply to women. But wouldn't you think that women should not act manly? If men are commanded to not act womanly, women should not act manly, right? So I was doing a little bit of study on the word effeminate. And, you know, as of right now, as of in in our today times, you know how words change? The meanings kind of shift and change? Um... There was a time where effeminate was used to describe society as a whole. And so I believe that the argument stands that it could apply to both men and women. As a whole society, as a people, you can become effeminate. And obviously, the Lord does not like that. Let me, can you pull up um, Romans 1, 25 through 27? While he's working on pulling that up, has has it? Does anyone know anyone who identifies as transgender? Wow, that's a lot of you guys. Do they use gender-neutral pronouns? Raise your hand if if you, if they use gender-neutral pronouns. Romans one twenty-five. Do what, Lily? You know, multiple. Probably. Yeah, because y'all go to the same school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, there I think I've I've spoke on a similar topic before. And um, I showed a video, I don't have it today, but I showed a video of this man who is, you know, covered in tattoos. He's an elderly gentleman and he's talking about how whenever he was younger, he was, he was born as a boy. And whenever he got older, like around 20 something, he transitioned to a woman and he lived for like 40 years as a woman. And then all of a sudden, you know, and he lived as a Christian, he was praying and the Lord revealed scripture to him and said that, you know, the way you've been living is wrong. And he changed his lifestyle. And, you know, he had already been through um, a lot of the surgical operations that can take place associated with transgenderism, but he turned his life around and he started dressing as a man, he lived as a man, but the point that he was making is that he was so confused by what society was telling him that he could be whatever he wanted to be and he let that take root in his heart and for 40 years he lived in sin, now Praise the Lord, he's been delivered. However, he has to live with the repercussions of those decisions that he made when he was younger. There are some things he cannot change back, and his life will never be the same. But Romans 1, verse 25, Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator? Who is blessed forever? Amen. Next verse. For this cause God gave them up. Unto vile affections. Meaning God let them do it. For even their women did change their natural use. Into that which is against nature. Next verse. And likewise also the men. Leaving the natural use of the woman. Burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men. Working that which is unseemly. And receiving in themselves. That recompense of their error. Which was met. So. As you read it, you can kind of tell that this is referring to homosexuality. Men being with men, women being with, with women. But it's really hard for me to draw the line between tran- transgender and homosexuality. Because a lot of times when a man transitions to a woman, they want to be with a man. They're living their life as a woman, but yet they want to be with a man. So it's still biologically a man being with a man, which is sin. It all comes back around to its sin. And so as I was just thinking about this topic more, I was like, where in the world do we as a society feel as if me as a woman could possibly be a man? And, you know, just all of these thoughts of when I was younger, all the little toys that I played with, some of them were labeled as boy toys. Um, Who had any parachute men? That you threw up in the air, yeah. See, girls had them, boys had them. Uh, who had little army men? Uh huh. Now, how many of you boys played with dolls? Don't don't you lie. Don't you lie? Mhm. 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 I mean, technically, action figures are dolls. Did you play pretend with those action figures? <laughs> um, did you ever play house with any of your friends? Yeah, okay. So, you know, I'm kind of, I'm here today, I'm here today to tell you that that is not sin. You know, whether you got made fun of because maybe a girl, you were um, a tomboy, or if, maybe even if one of you guys likes to cook and maybe you've ever been made fun of, like that's a, that's not sin, you know. But a lot of these gender specific roles are defined by culture. Okay, and, you know, we live in a culture where, you know, we view as men going out and chopping down trees as, like, manly and gruff. And then women are very dainty, and they should, you know, do certain woman things and, like, get in the kitchen is what my husband's saying. He might pay for that when he gets home. Who knows? (laughs) I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But... You know, 50 years ago in our culture, it was seen as manly for women to wear pants. And, you know, now that's that's not the case. So you can see that throughout culture, these things start to change. And so we have to strip away all of the, the cultural things that, are, that we think are gender specific. Even pink and blue, pink being a girl color. That's not always been the case. Where most of you young men would not be caught in like hot pink shirt with flowers on it nowadays. Now, most of the time. But if you were to wear a pink shirt, I'm sure you've heard the the phrase that you are effeminate, gay, or otherwise, right? And I just want to separate that stuff. That is not sin, okay? All of these cultural definitions of male and female items is not sin. So then you have to look at a deeper issue. When does it become sin? Because the Bible talks about effeminacy, like what we were saying. So who knows that in the Bible, God has defined gender roles for man and woman. That's that's a hard thing to say in this society because um, nowadays women want to be able to do what they want to do and men what they want to do. But there are roles in the Bible of four men and for women. Now, I'm not gonna go into all of that today because that's a whole another lesson and we've taught on that before. But God designed man and he created man to be a leader. And not to say that women aren't leaders, because women can be leaders. We see that all throughout church. We see it in our society. Women can be leaders. But there is a different role for a man as a leader that God created you uniquely for. And if you ever forsake that God-given role and fall into the trap of transgenderism, your life will not be blessed because it is outside of the natural creation of what God has for you. The same for women. We live in a society where we're told you can do whatever you want to do and in the flesh that's true you rely on your flesh that is involved in sin because we all know that our flesh is sinful everybody's if you rely on that you can do whatever you want to do that is true but you will not be happy because God has created a purpose for women and if you get outside of that purpose you're living in sin so That's where transgenderism is, is where you leave the God-given role of a woman or the God-given role of a man. And a lot of times that does play with homosexuality. That will be another topic for another lesson. But what I want you guys to be able to do is to abolish that thought that you can be whatever you want to be. It's not right for women... To want to be everything that a man can be, because you are separate, you were created different. You are created equal in value, but not equal in purpose. Does that make sense? So, um, who who in here has has friends like you are? Uh, you talk to them every day at school and you know, I'm not going to say that you necessarily have to be the best of friends, but who has a friend who is involved with s- transgenderism? Either um, either they they are that way, or maybe they have a parent that's that way, something of that effect. How many of you hang out with a person like that? Okay. So, so that's, you know, not as many of you raised your hand when you said, when I asked if you know them. So, Uh, the reason I told you that I would tell you why I chose this topic later is because um, when I was in high school I had several friends that identified as either gay or bi and um, let's just say I stuck out in my high school because not very many people were Pentecostal so um, you get this label of the type of people that you're supposed to hang out with and um It's not like I hung out with them after school or everything, but I did have friends in my classes that that identified as this. Now, transgenderism, I think, is something that has become more popular since I've graduated high school. So in my high school, there was not one person in my high school that identified that way, at least in my grade. I don't know about the grades below me, but I do know for sure that in my grade, there were not any people who identified this way. So from my experience... I I had friends that were bi or gay. And you may say, you know, of course we're supposed to be separate from the world. But God has not called you to condemn other people for their sins. And we are not to judge them. Because uh, we all have our own sins. So the topic that I was thinking, when I thought about this topic, I was thinking... Of course, we need to talk about what it is, but then you guys need to know how to handle it. You need to know where the Bible stands on it, but I firmly believe that if you're here today, you know that there was created man and female, and so I want to go into how to handle it. So um, like I said, you are not supposed to judge them. You are not supposed to not be their friend just because you they have an outward sin because everyone in here, including myself and Brother Thomas, maybe there's no sin that you can see outwardly, but there is sin in everyone's heart. Always. Everyone is a sinner. And just because you can see their sin on the outside doesn't mean that you have the right to just throw them by the wayside. And so um, I have a couple more verses that I wanted to pull up. Um, just a second my phone's being weird on an unrelated note did y'all know that my sister's face can unlock my phone olivia's i think she messed my phone up cuz now now <laughs> not like that just because my face won't open it sometimes okay um mark 1231 And this is a, a very popular verse. So I just, you know, I know that you guys know this, but I just want to read it because it, it proves my point. It says, and the second, it's talking about the commandments. Uh, the second like this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is no, none other commandment greater than these. And of course there was ones before this, but this one obviously is important to Jesus because he said thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Your that are in school are your neighbor you are called to love them and so uh, when I was in high school I had this friend I may have told this story before I don't remember but she had um, previously been in a relationship with a girl and we were actually really good friends we had a couple classes together we ate lunch together and um we had art, and so we just, we would talk, and we, we hung out during school, and so, but she had told me that she'd had this past relationship, but now she was only interested in guys, and you know, it never bothered me. I never thought anything about it. We went on through high school for a couple years, and about, I think it was either junior or senior year, um, all of a sudden, she stopped talking to me, and really, you know, I didn't know why, and I was, I didn't know she was mad at me, and so, through someone else, I found out that she had started dating a girl. And so, she did not want to tell me. And so, because she, she knew where I stood on it. I never actually, like, told her that I believed that that's sin. But by the way that I lived my life day to day was a testimony of what I believed. And she just knew. And so, she, was, she felt condemned and, like, she couldn't tell me, which I hated. And so, I went to her and I said, you know, I know that... I don't necessarily agree with it but you're my friend and I'm gonna be there for you and so after that we were friends again now since high school we went our separate ways and you know I went to college and um, she didn't she chose to go work and so we've just kind of drifted apart but that experience has really stuck out in my mind because she knew what I believed and felt condemned by it so you know, I would like to think that I didn't necessarily do anything to m- make her feel like I would judge her, but maybe I did. And so, you know, that's that's what I'm here to tell you is that you cannot condemn your peers for this. You have to live your life as a testimony of what truth is and be their friend. I mean, there's nothing saying that you cannot be their friend. Maybe they shouldn't be the people that you hang out with 24-7 because Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. But you have to be a witness to them, and you can't be a witness to them if you never talk to them. So, you know, of those that said that they have friends that are transgender, do they they know what you believe as a Christian? And did you ever have to, like, really just spell it out for them? Or did they ask you? They asked you? Yeah. So... In in that moment, don't be afraid to be bold because, you know, I dressed a certain way and I didn't cuss and I didn't get involved in parties. And so they knew that I was different based on that. But then they start asking you questions about why you're different. And so then that gives you the liberty to explain because it's their curiosity and you're not the one pressing your beliefs on them. They're curious. So there's a way to handle it. Now... Maybe you think that that's, that takes a long time, but that's the way that God wants you to handle it. He doesn't want you to be up in their face beating them with the Bible and saying, you're living in sin, you have to change, you're living in sin, because that gets you nowhere. God wants you to be their friend and to love people. And to natural, naturally, their curiosity will, will make them ask, why are you so different? And you look, it, but you guys aren't there yet. Um, except for our young adults. But whenever you get out of high school and then you bump into a friend who you know did wrong in high school and they see that your life is going better, they're going to be like, I know why their life is different. I know why their life is better because of what they showed me in high school. So, you know, I know I'm getting a little off of the transgenderism, but this is a very controversial topic. And so we know what it's defined as and we know that we're supposed to love people so applying that in your life is going to be crucial okay and um, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it just because I feel like whenever we cover homosexuality we're going to dive into a lot more about where this comes from but does anyone have questions because I want you guys to feel free Mackenzie, can yes. see That's a very good question. Um, she said, what if you are tricked into dating someone who is the same gender as you? Um, I don't know if any of you have ever, that, that seems kind of out there, like how in the world could that happen? Um, but before I answer that question, um, I had a friend or a co-worker at work who said that um, she went to high school with this, with this person, and they were a girl they had transitioned later in life to a young man and had started coming to a new church. Um, No one knew that he used to be a, a girl. And so he was being involved in all the men's prayer meetings. And so once it was kind of out in the light, it was a very big issue. And there were several people who, once they found out, would not date this person. So if you are tricked into dating someone because it can happen and now in this time and age it can happen Um, if you are still in that relationship you have to sit the person down and say this is what I believe and this is why we can't be together and it's not it's not a sin that you were tricked into it it's not your fault okay but to immediately get out of that relationship is very vital and to not handle it over text is a big thing because nowadays people want to text everything but you need to be face to face with this person and say you know I still love you as a, as a person and as a friend but because of what I believe I can't be in this relationship does that answer your question Brother Thomas do you want to come up here with me while we're asking questions okay anyone else have another question I know there's got to be questions. Is anyone still unclear about exactly what it is? Y'all are smart, aren't you? Smart cookies. OK, so instead of saying, um, if I were talking to, I'm going to use Brother Thomas, because I know he won't get his feelings hurt. Um, if, if I say, um, if I am ta- if I would usually say, he wants to go out to eat at El Perion. They want to go out to eat at El Perion. So, I they no. I they
1: yep. Okay. So, w- what, what you're taught today is that there is a spectrum, a gender spectrum, meaning. You're born something at birth, but the way that you feel that you are, you can land in any spot in this spectrum, meaning from here to here. Male over here, female over here, what, vice versa, it doesn't matter. But you can land anywhere, in there, and you can be gender neutral, meaning that you don't uh, identify with a gender. So in order to perpetuate that, teaching and to not cause uh, people to feel bad when you speak about a person you don't say he or she because that's describing them as a certain gender okay does that make sense you say they or them so that way it will not cause anybody to feel bad about themselves that they um, are or identify as a different gender okay um that can be very confusing. I don't know what just happened there. Um you have anything else to add about that?
0: Um, there's also another term. There's a lot of different terms and we are not gonna teach what all they are because I don't know what they all are. But there's one that's really important that um gender neutral. Um he kinda you kinda said that one. Um some people they live their life um day to day switching. Um, Today I feel like a woman, so therefore I am a woman. And today I feel like a man, so I will be a man today. And that just, um, that goes, you can't be both, you know. And, and, you know, I know that I am a person who believes that things are black or white. There's not really a whole lot of gray area. It's binary. But the world is trying to tell you that that's not true but that is what the Bible says. It's male or female. You can't go around switching. Um, There is an article that proves that women and men's brains are different. And so, you know, there's people who believe in the spectrum. They say that um, our brains are the same, and so it just has to do with, you know, how your brain develops. And and that's not true. There are chemicals in your brain, in your body, that define you as a woman and define you as a man. There is biological differences other than just the physical attributes of um, your body. So, does does that make sense? Any more questions? Don't be afraid to ask them because they're not stupid questions. This is a... Um, confusing, yeah. Pansexual. Um, I've came across that one. Caitlin, do you know? So, so you said pan, right? P-A-N. So the definition reads pansexual people may refer to themselves as gender blind, um, asserting that gender and sex are not determining factors in their romantic sexual attraction to others, meaning they don't necessarily care about gender. Like it's just thrown out the window, and like Caitlin said, obviously that can attribute to a lot of change because if you don't care what about gender, then you have no lines defining who you are or who the people are that you date. So, you know, um, I think when... Things didn't have as many terms, um, like when I was in high school, um, that reminds me of bisexual. They like both men and women. I know that's, that's not exactly what it's describing, but they just don't really care. Whoever sparks their interest, they go for. I don't know about that. Lily? Okay. Okay. So Lily said that um, bisexual people will not date transgender and pansexual does not care at all. Did you have
1: something? So the idea of of what the world is trying to introduce to young people because in the past y- you see that older people are transsexual but now they get they're getting younger and younger to where parents are allowing the eight nine year old children to go under um, hormone treatments to cause them to stop puberty um, and cause them to make them not be a boy, not be a girl. So the idea of what the world is trying to do is to blur the lines. Where is the definition? So to create fusion, I mean, People aren't creating confusion on purpose. You realize this, that people aren't creating confusion on purpose. It's the work of the enemy. Satan is doing this, causing people... You know, people when... Some kids, when they're younger, you know, you're growing up. You're going through changes. Things start happening. You know, you may feel... A different way you may not feel like yourself so what the world prescribes is oh well you must be another gender instead of you're just going through changes like everybody everybody does that but they prescribe oh well you must be something else then so we'll have to go through treatment we'll have to go through surgery to make you who you're supposed to be and that is not correct okay anything else
0: so a lot of that um, is derived from how you were raised Um, you normally do not see a young child who is raised by a mother and raised by a father grow up to believe that they are transsexual or transgender or whatever, pansexual. That just normally does not happen. And so you know, people want to claim that um, it happens everywhere, but it doesn't. And so usually what happens is that kids are deeply affected by early experiences. Um, There's a class that I was taking and as early as things that happened to you before you're one, that affects how you grow up as an adult. And you don't grow up really remembering what might have happened, but it does change you. And it affects you. So young children who are molested and taken advantage of grow up different. And a lot of times you can trace... It back with these people who are transgender you can trace it back to an event that happened in their life that changed them and caused confusion because young baby boys get molested by other men in their life that's that happens young little young little girls it doesn't happen as much but they do get molested by other women and when young girls are molested by older men, that can cause them to have a hate in their heart for all men. And that's what changes their um, their wants and desires because they've been hurt by a man and they don't ever want to feel that way again. Now, that is not to say that you're 100% a product of your raising because God and the Holy Ghost and, you know, if you allow God to take control no matter what happened in your past, the Lord will take care of that and make you whole. And making you whole means fixing all of the stuff that's wrong in your life. If you feel like you're if you're a boy and you feel like a woman and you allow the Lord to work in your life, he'll take over and work work that out as long as you trust him. But and not to say that all transgender people have had a significant trauma in their life. But maybe they've had parents who were open to the idea of it and just allowed that to be in their home. So, you know, naturally, a kid growing up naturally develops into the gender that they are. They have no problems. But as soon as you start giving them a question or giving them an option, they're like, well, I don't know. And then they start testing everything out and the flesh side of them gets curious and that's where it takes root in their heart is that parents allow that kind of stuff to be in their kid's life and if you look around it's in everything I mean it's in cartoons even and you watch some kids shows and you think that they don't put um, adult rated material in there you watch again when you get older and you'll be like look what society was trying to put in my heart And a lot of times, it's looked over. As a kid, you don't really know, especially if you don't know about it. If your parents have never taught you that stuff, most of the time, it's looked over. But society is trying to put it in your heart. The enemy, like Brother Thomas said, is trying to get it in your heart and cause confusion. Any other questions? And are y'all sure that the they and the them make sense? But does it really make sense? Okay.
1: Um so what we what we need to take away from this, um I I don't pretend to expect for you to, to know everything there is to know about transgenderism and the components of that. Um, we just want to let you know that according to the Word of God, it's not right. But that does not mean that if you see a transgender person that you are to treat them like garbage. They are a soul that is bound for a certain destination, whether it be heaven or hell. And it is our job as the children of God bring them into the truth into the light into the knowledge of god so that we can get them to heaven um, so if you see a transgender person do not make fun of them I, honestly it's a little hard sometimes you treat them with respect but if they ever ask you about how you think you let them know what you believe is we are not to tell a lie and to say that we agree with their lifestyle. But you do it in a loving way. Not with hatred. Don't call them names. No slurs. Because um, if, our, if our goal is to reach these people and you start throwing out slurs like that, what does that do to your witness? It, your your opinion, your belief is invalid. Once you start calling them names, once you start tearing them down, that's not what we're here to do. Okay. Um. When you're talking about um, um, what we were talking about, uh, it just reminded me that there is a mental disorder. It there there is a real mental disorder with some people not everybody that believes that they need to be transgender but with a few people it's very very rare and it's called gender dysphoria okay that is a real condition to where from the time you're born well not the time you're born but the time that you had um uh, conscious thought and you're able to express it you, you're able to to say things and to speak that you actually thought that you were a different gender, and it was not caused by the parents or the raising—that is a real condition. So, but that is very, very, very rare, um, and the world would like to to say that it is not rare, and and applaud and make these people heroes. But what they really need is the Lord, and they need counseling. Um,
0: I have one more story to tell you um just and I'm done after this. Um, many of you know that I'm an accountant, and um a lot of the times when I'm dealing with clients, I don't really ever meet them face to face sometimes I do, but a lot of the times you know people want to just call you up, email you all their stuff, and you know go about your business. So, um, I had this one client who I was, uh, particularly having a hard time getting a hold of them. And, um, finally one day I got a hold of him. and originally his name is Michael. Um, and so I called Michael and I said, Hey, you know, I've been emailing you. I've been trying to get this, stuff, the deadline's coming up. We really need to get this tax return done. And, um, he proceeded to tell me that he'd been in the hospital for like a month and, that, you know, he'd been recovering, and so right after that, he said, and now my name is actually Laura Michelle, and just, I was taken back because Laura Michelle is a very feminine name, and Michael is a very masculine name, so obviously something had happened, and basically what he was trying to tell me without telling me was that he went into the hospital, a man, and now he's a woman, And so I've never encountered that. Um, Just, you know, I've heard of it. I've heard of people like this, and um, it it just took me back. And so to verify, the only thing that I could think to say was, can you spell that for me? (laughs) And so I asked him to spell Laura (laughs) because I needed to, like, really know that that's what I heard. And so because if he has legally, if he has changed his name from Michael to Laura Michelle, On his tax return, it has to read Laura Michelle because he changed his name with the Social Security office and legally his name is Laura Michelle. Regardless of my beliefs that once a man, always a man, it does not matter. He is Laura Michelle. And so I don't agree with it. However, it is my job and I have to be um, a respectful person at work. So when I call him up I say yes ma'am no ma'am when I'm referring to him and it's not because I agree with it and you will have situations like that in your life but where you know you have to be respectful and it's not necessarily something you agree with and I would venture to say that's not sin you know um of course because it'd be very disrespectful for me on the phone to continue calling him a him whenever he has told me that he wants to be referred to as a woman. Um, so that that's a little bit more of a worldly um, perspective. But you may you may have situations like that, and you have to make a decision on how you're going to act. And it should always keep in mind respecting that person as a person and respecting their feelings and because like brother thomas said you don't want to cut them down you don't want to use slurs because if i ever meet this client i want to be able to witness to him that's how i live my life is that i want to act this way i want to act good right now that way when the opportunity presents itself to minister and to witness i want to have that freedom so just keep in mind to be respectful and, you know, that it will happen one day. You know, it very, it very much caught me off guard because he has a manly voice still. And um, it, it, it took me back. But um, if you allow the Holy Ghost to work in your life, he'll, he'll lead you and allow you to handle these situations in the way that should be handled. This has been an episode of Axiom Youth Student Ministries. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed and we hope you'll come back for the next one. Thank you for tuning in. Restore. Still-